we want it now. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode number 567 of this year electronic engineering podcast called Amelia's Weekly Fish Fry, brought to you by eejournal.com and written, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Amelia Dalton. Yes, my friends, we are talking about better data for better AI this week. My guest is Razi Razudin, CEO of FeatureByte. Razi and I are exploring the details of FeatureByte's self-service AI feature platform, what Razi believes are the biggest challenges for the development and innovation in the world of AI, and how FeatureByte's platform can radically simplify the entire AI data lifecycle. Hi, Razi. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Amelia, for having me. Pleasure to meet you. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, so for my audience who may not know, what is FeatureByte all about? And you guys have quite an interesting origin story. So tell my audience a bit about that as well. Absolutely. So FeatureByte is a self-service platform for AI data. In this space, in the AI ML space, it's a well-known fact that great AI starts with great data. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, we are just preparing data and getting it deployed in production and managing those data pipelines. That's all super complex and time consuming. And it just holds innovation and AI scale back in, in enterprises and different organizations. And my co-founder and I, we spent a lot of time at Data Robots, so, uh, which is an AI ML platform. And we saw this problem over and over again, while building models has become fairly simple and fairly standardized, thanks to all kinds of auto machine learning tools. The process of preparing data, deploying it, the process called feature engineering and management, that still remains a massive challenge. Uh, and that's really what we're simplifying, and I would say even radically simplifying. The process of going from raw data to fully deployed and managed pipelines takes weeks, if not months, in most organizations out there. And our platform actually takes this entire process and gets it down to minutes and hours for data scientists. And it does it at a fifth of the cost. So it's a game changer when it comes to unblocking a major hurdle that's been around since the very early days of data science. And that's what we're super excited about. That's fantastic. So, Razi, let's talk about AI in general. What do you think are the biggest challenges for the development and innovation in the world of AI? I mean, one of the biggest challenges that we see is data. You know, data is sort of the lifeblood of AI. It's, you know, the old adage of garbage in, garbage out. And both the quality of the data, how it's prepared, how it's deployed and managed, that is central to ensuring that AI is effective, not just when it's first built and deployed, but it remains effective over the lifetime and life cycle of different AI models. And, you know, that's, as I mentioned, it's a huge challenge. And unless enterprises become serious about solving this problem in an overall kind of end-to-end manner, the process of scaling AI is just going to be a challenge for enterprises out there. So it just needs to, to change ASAP. What I would go so far as to say that self-service data for data scientists is one of the biggest hurdles 
in enterprise AI and something that's badly needed in organizations out there to just simplify and, and scale AI. So let's talk more about how you guys are looking to radically simplify the entire AI data lifecycle through the first AI-based self-service feature platform. So first, tell my audience about how your AI data management is different. Absolutely. So one of the things that we've seen, Amelia, is uh, a lot of the data management tools out there, A, they're built for data engineers or ML engineers, and B, the vast majority of them are actually focused on traditional analytics and BI. And there's one of the most common misconceptions in the data engineering world is that a pipeline is a pipeline. You know, it just takes data from one source and puts it into just a, another platform or a tool out there. The nuance that gets lost on a lot of people is that AI data pipelines or feature pipelines are at least a, an order of magnitude more complex, if not even more. The fundamental difference is BI and traditional analytics is intended for human consumption. Uh, you know, you have reports and dashboards that have handful of metrics that ultimately displayed and, and shown because the intent is for human beings to take a look at those metrics, make their intuition and, and assessment, and make a decision off of the metrics that are available. But AI is for machines and the appetite for the amount of data, the computational complexity, the granularity of data is vastly, vastly different. And that nuance or that distinction often gets lost when people talk about tooling and data engineering. And so what we are doing at FeatureBite very specifically is build this tool that's specifically designed for data scientists so that they're able to manage the end-to-end -end life cycle of AI data and reduce their reliance on small armies of data engineers who traditionally tend to work and support them. And the second is, that the set of capabilities that we've built are specifically intended to solve the requirements and key needs of AI models and AI data and feature pipelines. So taking into account, again, the computational complexity, time awareness of data, just the data volumes that need to be computed, scale, et cetera. And those are the kinds of things that you don't find in traditional tools out there. So streamlining the end-to-end -end machine learning feature lifecycle is, as you said, an important component of your feature byte platform. So walk me through how this works and what engineers can do in this realm. The challenge or one of the big challenges today is in order to do AI data well, in order to manage the end-to-end lifecycle, uh, you need a combination of deep domain expertise data science knowledge, as well as data engineering expertise. So you've got some data, you've got a problem to solve, you got to first figure out, okay, what are the kinds of signals? Uh, what are the kinds of predictive signals I can derive from the data itself? And that requires understanding the data in the domain. The second is to figure out actually how to derive that signal, and that requires a lot of data science expertise. And then you need to be able to do all of that at scale in the infrastructure that the enterprise has. And that requires a lot of data engineering expertise. And bringing these three sort of fairly independent skill sets together in a single individual, forget even in a single team, is just super, super challenging for enterprises out there. 
And so that puts a lot of complexity and a lot of time and effort into the whole process. So what we are doing with our self-service platform is allowing data scientists to kind of go from raw data that's sitting in their data warehouses and data lakes, helping them ideate features, figuring out what signals to derive from a near infinite search space in an automated fashion, bringing a lot of domain expertise through the use of Gen AI and then helping create and deploy those features, the pipelines associated with the features and with AI data, and doing that automatically, generating both Python code as well as SQL and Spark code automatically on behalf of the data scientists out there. So it, it just simplifies the whole process where the data scientists, it gives them a jump start to the whole process. It allows them to sort of focus on the business problem as opposed to just writing and maintaining tons and tons of code. And ultimately the entire feature and AI data sort of mess of pipelines that get created, it just makes the entire process very easy for enterprises to manage. So that's really the, the key challenge that we're solving with FeatureByte. So in the FeatureByte platform, there is an SDK and a GUI as well. So tell me about those aspects. Absolutely. So the SDK is intended for experienced data scientists who like more of a DIY approach. There are data scientists out there who like to code, like to have control overall process. And what we're allowing those data scientists to do through the SDK is to write code in Python that gets automatically translated and transpiled into SQL or Spark that's needed by the back end. And again, it just streamlines the process of creating features, but the ideation, management, and sort of overall monitoring, et cetera, that's still something that you, know, you need a UI for, you need a GUI for. And that's really what gives data scientists as well as enterprises the ability to overall manage and monitor the whole process. So the GUI works on top of the SDK, it utilizes the SDK very significantly, but it just makes the entire process of going end to end in the feature process very easy and straightforward for data scientists. Excellent. Well, Razi, I think it is time for your off the cuff question now. You are currently in Singapore. So Razi, here's your special just for you off the cuff. So what is your favorite food to have in Singapore? Oh my gosh, Amelia, that's a really tough question. I think you, you mentioned you visited Singapore sometime back and you know that it's a food paradise. You've got all kinds of cuisines, Chinese, Malaysian, Indian, Indonesian, you name it, right? Western food, there's just tons and tons available. I think one of the favorite Singaporean dishes is chili crab. It's something that's a local delicacy. It's spicy, it's messy to eat, but it's, it's just something you don't find in a lot of other places. So it's a good reminder. I gotta get me some chili crab this weekend while I'm here. <laughs> I love it. And that's exactly what I would have picked too. That was my favorite food while I was there. Awesome. Well, Rosie, this was super cool. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Amelia. Great talking to you. 
Well, folks, that's all I have for this week's podcast. Because, as you may be able to tell, I am a bit under the weather. But I have a slew of super cool episodes coming up, including my discussion with the MathWorks about AI and simulation in the space industry, my chat with GDCA CEO Ethan Plotkin about supply chain resilience, and how Allspice I.O. is making waves in the world of hardware design. So you'll want to make sure that you subscribe to this year podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or just about any other podcasting platform to listen to these exciting upcoming episodes. Hey, have you checked out EE Journal on social media yet? Well, you should. You can find us at facebook.com slash EE Journal. If you're into X, you can monitor our tweets at EE Journal TFM. And don't forget, if you would like to follow my personal account, check out Amelia D. 1978. And hey, if LinkedIn is more your thing, I completely understand. You can follow us or me on LinkedIn as well. And now we are also on Blue Sky Social and Mastodon too. And we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash eejournal. Folks, it is chock full of all kinds of techie videos, including our very popular Chalk Talk webcast series hosted by, who's that? Yeah, me. (laughs) And of course, you can subscribe to our EE Journal YouTube channel as well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you know of any cool new technology or heck you just want to chat, shoot me a line at Amelia, that's A-M-E-L-I-A, at eejournal.com, or post a comment on our forums on EE Journal. For the week of February 2nd, 2024, I'm Amelia Dalton. And you've been fried.